If you're cold calling and your biggest struggle is how do you get the seller on the phone, I made this video for you. Let's get to it. Before I get into it today and I help you get more deals by getting these sellers on the phone so you have the chance, can you do me a small favor? Hit the subscribe button if you're not already subscribed so that you can help support me so I can continue to do these videos and really just help you get more things done. So, all right, how do we get these sellers on the phone? Most likely if you're watching this video, you've been cold calling and you've hit a wall. So let's talk about different things that you can do so that you can actually get the opportunity to talk to these sellers that need your help and they need you. So first and foremost, understand that let's just take the foreclosure part aside. Let's just talk about normally when you're cold calling. You have no idea what that person's situation is or what they're doing. So if you have ever reached out to like about a car or about buying a product and you get bombarded by salespeople, what happens? You're like, holy cow, like I know for me personally, I did this when I reached out about a car and I had like 30 people reach out and I was so overwhelmed that I didn't even want the car anymore. Like <laughs> I didn't even want to talk about it anymore. It was like, I had an interest I wanted to purchase, but now because so many people are reaching out, I'm like, I, I'm, I've checked out. So here's what happened. So, and this happened to me. So this is a perfect like analogy to give you perspective because we just think the sellers are ignoring us and we don't see this other side. So I reached out about the car. I ignored everyone. I got texts, I got calls. I even got people that were calling me multiple times in the same day. The next day came around and about one third of the people were still reaching out. So the other two thirds completely fell off. And now I'm down to like a third of the people that reached out. And then one person texted me and it wasn't like the normal, hey, do you wanna buy this car? I, I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was enough to get my attention where he said, I saw that you reached out about this Range Rover. I have this in inventory. And he was just like very straight to the point about the specific car, not trying to sell me on it. Just like, hey, I've got this inventory. This is the price. And he didn't even say like, let me know. He was just like, hey, this is what I got. And then I responded and he's the person I ended up working with. So when you look at that, you're like, okay, I'm the one that reached out. With cold calling, you're reaching out and they have no idea who you are. They didn't ask you to call them. So if you have that context of like, okay, if I'm gonna call these people and they don't pick up on the first time, if you look at it that way, you're gonna keep going, understanding that you may be calling at the same time 10 other people are reaching out and the person that's consistent and that keeps going, that keeps touching base and keeps calling and keeps texting and keeps following up, they're the ones that win. They're the ones that get the seller to pick up. So the first thing I would tell you, if you're struggling to get these sellers on the phone, understand it may not happen the first time. Our average is five to six times until we actually connect with the seller. When we're cold calling, yes, of course, there's sometimes that we'll get it on the first time. I love the low hanging fruit, right? Like everybody does like, great, I can get the appointment. But the ones that we actually get the majority of the deals, it's not until the fifth or sixth touch that the person responds, whether it's leave us alone or you know, asking more questions or actually interested in what we have to say. So that's first of all, make sure that you're doing it consistently. If you're calling one hour, you know, one day or four hours one day, and then you're not calling again for another week, you're never going to create momentum. The consistency is what's going to yield more results and more consistent results and more conversations. Another way to get the sellers on the phone 
is to try and call at different times. Like test your market. Call one day in the morning, call the next day and time block for the afternoon. And then after that, you can call the same list in the evening. And the reason why this is important is not because you're trying to blow up their phone, but because you're gonna be reaching different types of people, right? So like, for example, you'll have one group that's actually working, but that has you know their hardship or the reason why they can't afford it is because they don't make enough. Well, if you call them first thing in the morning, they may not answer. So that's one group. And then the people in the afternoon, you know, you may get people that aren't working that when you're calling, you know, that's the only time that they'll really pick up because they were sleeping in, you know, in the morning. Then at night, you might get the people that are working that are getting off work and checked out and and they may pick up. So by testing it, you can call the same list and get completely different results based on, and it's, it's a numbers game. Don't call 10 or 15 numbers and say, okay, this doesn't work. Like when we're doing it, we're calling 50 to 100 people in each setting. And then all the contacts that we're, we're making, we're writing them down, you know, we're using them for follow-ups and then we're consistently following up. Another way to get the seller on the phone, especially when these sellers are getting blown up by so many different realtors and investors is to leave voicemails and text messages. And the reason why this is important is because if they're screening your call, they may never actually answer the, the phone. Like, let's be real. There's places like New Jersey that we have not seen a lot of people be successful in cold calling but they're doing great in text messages. And the key when you're texting or leaving voice messages is to keep it casual. This is not the opportunity to go on a whole thing to show your resume of all the houses you've sold or to tell them that you're a realtor that can help them or an investor that wants to buy a house. You wanna keep it really short and sweet. In this video, I have a pre-foreclosure texting script that I actually give you guys as a guide. So if you have not watched that video, you can you can go, we'll put it in the description of this video, but go to that video and I explain how to use the text messages, super casual. Same with the voice messages. It could say something as simple as, hey Bob, it's Nicole, uh, give me a call when you get a chance. And it confuses the hell out of people because they're like, do I know Nicole? Who's Nicole? Should I, should I know Nicole? And I get a much higher response rate than me saying, Hey, this is Nicole with the short cell queen. I'm calling about one, two, three main. Da, da, da. Okay, hang up because I sound automated. I sound like the bank. I sound like I'm trying to collect something or that I need something. But if I keep it casual, then that will set the tone for our conversation where I'm just one human to another, just trying to figure out you know, what's going on and how I can help. Another way that you can get the seller on the phone is going down the rabbit hole and finding them through social media. In our education, we have like five different ways to find sellers and we go through each way. And this is one of the, the ways that we have case studies where we've closed and we've made a lot of money by finding them on Facebook and literally just communicating through Facebook Messenger. It's crazy. But if they're screening their phone, they may be more open to a Facebook message and they may be you know, more open because they're, they're scrolling and it doesn't feel like a solicitation as opposed to a text or a voicemail or a call that they're screening the call since their phone's being blown up. So what we do is we go down a rabbit hole, we find them on social media, we have different platforms that will link all of their socials and it actually gives us so much information about the sellers. Now, I don't recommend doing this on every lead, right? When we prospect, we show you how to do it the right way where you're scrubbing the list and then you're separating the list on how you're marketing to them. For the people that you can't reach, now you're doing the other strategies. The people that you can, those are the ones that you follow up with and you keep calling. And so the ones that 
you can't reach by phone, maybe even the phone's disconnected and they change their number or you don't have the right number, that's where you can go to social media and those are the best leads because if you can't reach them, neither can anyone else. And so by going that extra step to try and find them, you have less competition and a higher chance of being able to connect with them. So when you're making your cold calls, Implement some of these strategies and let me know in the comments if this worked, how it worked for you, or if you have any other tips, let us know in the comments so everyone else can see. If you want to learn how to work with pre-foreclosure sellers, we do have a class that's coming up. The link is in the description of the video and I'll see you guys next time.